Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You are listening to an All Games Radio Network broadcast of AllGames.com. Hi, this is Normie from Knuckleballer Radio and ZombieCast, and you're listening to one of my favorite shows on the Geeky Antics Network. Don't forget to check out the rest of the gang over at geekyantics.net. Warning, there might be rants and food ahead and possibly inappropriate behavior. Don't tell anybody, though. Welcome, geese, gamers, furries, and ninja robots. This is Horseplay Live. Today is Thursday, September 21st, and this is episode 197. Wow, we're three away from 200. It's kind of a big deal, right? Yes, episode 187 with Horseplay, and we're lazily tattling this one. Time for an early Oktoberfest? Hmm. It's a question. It's been a interesting time, a difficult time for many. Um, just the top of the show, might as well jump into it, uh... You know, Hurricane Irma and Maria recently, and then we have uh, other things developing. Hopefully, uh, Maria's as bad as it's going to get, but uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, folks in the Caribbean, in particular, Florida. The Caribbean got it the worst, probably, because back-to-back, I mean, Jesus. Uh, Puerto Rico is already in a recession, and now we're talking about over a billion dollars and. Damages, fortunately, uh, injuries and uh, death toll was at a ver- very minimum. That's always important. But the financial havoc these hurricanes wreaked. I think uh, Maria, the most uh, damaging, most potent hurricane since 1937 or something like that. It's crazy. Um, and of course, Mexico with that massive um, earthquake. I forget how many million they said it. It claims something crazy like that. Let me look it up. You know, I don't even want to... I know I know. I saw something about millions, and I think, oof. Uh, you know, I'm not going to look it up. Cause bad news sucks, especially at the top of the show. But uh just wanted to put that out there so we could uh, move on to happier things and try to, you know, make the best out of uh, the adversity to do these uh, challenging times. But uh, I'm your bald bear lizard host, Yogizilla, and tonight it's likely just us, you and I. And we'll be here to talk about all things geeky, random, and silly. A lot of life stuff lately. It's kind of been our, our tone as of late. 
Um, but we are doing this show live at twitch.tv forward slash geeky antics. Again, that's twitch.tv forward slash geeky antics. Thank you join us every Thursday, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, 4 a.m. GMT slash BT. And earlier in the day, we do horseplay replay, our reruns, at 5 p.m. Eastern over at allgames.com. Make sure you check them out over there and support our friends and family on that side of the fence. Yeah, that's the fence. We're just one big happy family. And they definitely got a lot more stuff going on that we do over the Geeky Ants Network these days. Uh, and, you know, maybe that's my fault. You know, and uh, I'm not actively involved with things. Uh, stuff doesn't get done, you know. You gotta hold hands and kiss babies and, sh- and all that good stuff. I don't know. It's kind of like being a politician, except a lot less lying, I would like to think. <laughs> now, this show, if you're new, is uh, primarily a comedy show. And we do talk a lot about video games, but that's the only thing we're about. It's definitely NSFW, not safe for work. Definitely not safe for kids. So parents, uh, you may want to keep them... Keep your youngins away from us. We've been pretty tame as of late, though. So, um, you know, just a little disclaimer. Proceed at your own risk. But uh, give us a chance and uh, enjoy the fun that's ahead. Uh, usually this time I would introduce our hosts. We have a, a cast of rotating hosts, all of which have been pretty busy as, uh, as of late. I keep saying as of late. It's my, it's my go-to now. And uh, since we get guest hosts from other podcasts and uh, other ch- stream channels and stuff of the sorts, but not too much right now. Uh, it's just a busy time. People back in school or work's busy, you know, the demands of family life. I get it. It's hard to juggle all that stuff. Um, but if you want to join us in the live chat, you can join us over at geekyantics.net for this Discord. And Discord is uh, basically a free platform. For chatting, and soon uh, I'll be doing uh, video chat as well. But uh, audio chat's fantastic. It's a much smaller footprint than Skype. Much better for podcasting, in my opinion. Skype is just a resource hog, and if you have someone with a bad connection or uh, spyware, malware of any sorts, uh, it'll lag the whole conference call, which is kind of a pain in the butt. So, meanwhile, back at the ranch, IRL stuff here. This is where. We just kind of ran and rave and ramble on about random stuff. And I have a random thought. Because I've been uh, sick this week and uh, just trying to stay on top of work. But also focus on me. Uh, actually, the CEO and president of our company very kind. and said, hey, you know, what, what are you doing here? Just go home. You know, but I'm a workaholic and I can't just leave. Because I know a day off from work is it'll put me like a week behind at least. Um, so I've been working shorter days, but still then, you know, take a little nap and then work some more from home. Uh, of course, you know, moment I try to rest, that's when all the phone calls come in and, yep, that's what happens. When you're a superstar and you set the bar high, everybody comes to depend on you. <laughs> uh, the, 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 pri- the reward for doing a really good job is getting more work to do. <laughs> I kid, I kid. I'm just being a little snarky. That is, you know. There's, there are rewards, but don't always expect them. Sometimes it's like parenting, you know. It's a thankless job a lot of the times. Uh, but yeah, you know, a random thought is incontinence. Incontinence. That's a great word. It's a really cool word. It's a very cool word for such a shitty concept, you know. L- literally, uh, incontinence. That, that that would be a good way to describe me, my state this past week or so. Uh, it's not quite there, you know. Get the bubble guts, and it's like, oop, gotta run to the border. 
The worst uh, is the cold sweats. It's great when you get able to sleep in bed, put a little cold compress on your forehead, or have a hot water bottle, whatever you prefer, or a heated blanket, whatever your therapy is. Maybe some Vicks Vapor Rub. But uh, I try to soldier on through and get some work done. Not so much. Um, gotta double check, but I think we still need one more, one or more teams for one of our fantasy football leagues. This is the Nipples of Fate Back Pocket. NOF Back Pocket League, one of our expansion leagues. It's currently set to be a keeper league, but I might just uh, reset the settings. So this weekend, I'll uh, be working on that. Uh, last week, uh, I talked about random sci-fi on Amazon Prime and how there's a lot of interesting finds on there. Um, I just started watching Iron Sky. That was a pretty interesting concept. Nazis in space. Not that that's unique, but pretty cool. Um, gosh, there were a few gems I found. You know, and they're all B-rate movies, you know. But uh, I'm trying to remember them, man. This is random stuff I've been watching while trying to rest and recuperate, recharging my batteries. But there was one that was just really bad. Um, what was it called? Oh, Aliens Rising was pretty good. That was with. Um, Lance Hendrickson, who always seems to play a bad, uh, badass cop, or uh, or like a, some kind of military general or colonel, and uh, this is no exception. Um, and a few other people in there too, but he's the one that stood out for me. That was pre- that was pretty good. Um, but this really bad movie. It was one of those movies that was so bad it was good. Uh, I think it was called. Gosh, I should probably look it up. Amazon Video Zone X Aliens Zone X That's it Aliens Zone X Aliens Zone X Had nothing to do with the Aliens movies In case you're wondering This movie was just weird It opens up with Some really pretty Yet somehow Rugged, you know Rugged-ish looking guy You know, lean you know, muscular and all this stuff. Running up, like, uh, some, like, mountains and stuff. So going up some trails. And you can tell the sun is setting. So you get that nice kind of dusk kind of lighting going on. And, uh, all of a sudden he's just, like, you know, at some point, I guess he takes off his shirt, shows off his six-pack, and then drops down and starts doing, like, really aggressive push-ups. And then it takes that 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 little bit that takes a lot longer than it should. Like okay, I get it. He's doing push-ups and he's really fast. Good. And then um, he's doing like tai chi and yoga type shit. And um, his eyes light up, and he's like, I guess he's collecting his chi. He starts shooting fireballs, and I'm like, what? So you know, right off the bat. They 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 have like this fantasy kind of lean. And I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be so bad. But I couldn't help but keep watching it, you know. So this guy uh, is doing his little exercise routine, and he's shooting fireballs. All right, good stuff. Next thing you know, they they, they cut to these young folks, millennial generation Z types, and uh, I don't know why they're driving through the desert, but. They said on a road trip or something. Maybe they're going to Vegas. I could, I can only assume this is in Arizona or Nevada. Well, unlikely. Maybe Texas. Maybe. 
but it, it looked more like Nevada, Arizona type desert. Anyway, the you know the, they're driving and you know bullshitting, having the kind of conversation you would expect from the, these younger generations. <laughs> of course, they have to have the the somewhat attractive women showing cleavage and and skin and whatnot. Uh, the mark of a good B-rate kind of movie, right? Especially in horror, but this isn't horror at all. Um, and then there's like a guy on a motorcycle, and he's like grunting and making strange sounds, like he's jerking off without his hands, like psych, like psychic masturbation. I don't know, it's weird. And then like they say, oh, this guy's kind of weird. He's like riding right behind us, and then he like pulls it next to them with it, points the gun at them, and then rides away on his motorcycle uh, and grunts some more into the distance. And this, this is one of the movies where the dialogue is is partly... The acting's terrible, and then the dialogue's even worse. Like, you know, any any kind of movie where the characters tell you what's clearly happening, you know, things that are obvious to the audience. Hey, this guy has a gun, and he's pointing it at us. It's like, yes, I can see that. <laughs> oh, man. I should have taken notes. I, I feel like we this should be our, our community assignment is to have a bunch of us just watch this movie, come to get, come up with like notes and then like compare what we notice. Like you see have like a poll maybe. What is the worst part in this movie? And again this is Alien Zone Next. It's free with Amazon video, Amazon Prime. You know, uh I don't regret watching it. It's just one of those things where I'm like what? The um, <laughs> what was the, the one of the best parts though? So anyway, they, 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 their car stalls, so they start walking. Then, then a plane crashes, and they end up walking, getting together with the the buff dude who ends up being a park ranger. And he's interesting enough. He has an Australian accent, so you know he has to be, you know, a a, a real survivor, an outdoorsy type, right? Um, God, they, they have such bad stereotypes. It, you know, they have uh, the the one black person on the show talks kind of funny, and he's got all these conspiracy theories. He's also in the desert. And he's wearing a hoodie and jeans that have to be like of a heavier weight. You know, baggy jeans. I mean, man, he must be like raunchy as hell under those jeans and the, the hoodie and his two t-shirts or whatever. Oh my god! But anyway, they all they all end up you know crossing paths and they try to seek refuge. So the outdoorsy guy, the park ranger, is like, "Hey, you know, uh, the nearest uh, shelter is you know ten miles away." But I can tell you with the, the terrain, I don't know, five miles away, which isn't that bad. I've walked three miles, five miles, no problem, both ways, you know. You know, in a, in a pinch, you know, vehicle isn't working, you can't get a ride. You gotta do what you gotta do. But, uh, you know, the terrain is rough, so I get it. And it's hot, so, you know, this, these conditions and with the supplies we have, you know, we're not gonna make it there. But I know there's a stream... Over the horizon is about three miles out, but you know we could cut across here and we'll get there. And then they end up bumping into a uh, uh, a fenced-in area that is a, supposedly a military research facility. 
<laughs> this is the best part of the movie, I think. Well, there's a lot of moments where you're like, wow. But this one really just stood out. They look at the sign, and it's, you know, it says, basically it says, get out, you know, restricted, restricted area. And, uh, the, the ex, um, army guy looks at it and says, well, I could tell you from my experience in the military that, uh, this type of sign usually means you have to stay out. Um, probably some radioactive, uh, th- uh, some radioactivity and there might be minefields and such. You know, like, you know, and, and then the only thing he said that actually made sense was like, oh, this here it says gray zone. That means that it's an area you won't find on a map or GPS. It's, you know, it technically doesn't exist, right? Like an Area 51 type of thing. And, uh, but for everything else he was telling them, there were literally, like, sm- small, like, fine print, like, short, small lines of, of text and icons to let them know what kind of threats there were. And it said, mind control, um, alien tech. And I, this movie has to be trying to be bad. Because there's no way they could be taking this seriously at all. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. So I, 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 you know, at this point, I'm thinking of stuff. These writers, the, the producers, whatever. They must have just said, let's make the cheesiest movie possible. But then make people just second guess it for a second and just think that maybe we're trying to be serious. But we're really not. Because some of this stuff is just deliberately bad. It has to be. It's just just so out there. <laughs> anyway, uh, Aliens Zone X, uh, check it out. And if you're interested in doing a little uh, roundtable discussion of it, uh, oh, who knows, maybe we'll watch it live and record it. But then you have to worry about stupid copyright shit and... You know, the only way we can get around that is by speeding up the audio or something, and uh, I don't know. But, you know, it'd be good to watch as a community and have a few people join us to discuss how bad it is. I just love sci-fi. There's not enough of it out there. There's a lot of fantasy stuff out there. Of course, there's plenty of horror. Horror's been making a strong comeback, but sci-fi feels like you really don't come by it as much. And when you do, a lot of it's just really cheesy crap. Um... But this was this was noteworthy just because it's gonna crack you up. And the CGI in there is just <laughs> pretty hilarious. Uh, and then there's these aliens trolling the group. Um, it, if I tell you anything else, I might spoil it for you. But guys, this thing takes so many twists and turns. But the dialogue, oh god, so bad. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's worth watching. It's really worth it. Anyway, uh, we haven't done uh, much news as of late, so let's do uh, jump in to obligatory news and rants, go over a few headlines, and again, it's going to be a short show tonight. Uh, I don't like going too long if it's just me. Uh, I think the best part of this show is the banter we get between the chat and our hosts and whatnot. But uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. One of the big things that happened since we last really talked about the news, about uh, two or three weeks back, Equifax had a huge... Uh, data breach, and I think it compromised a third of the accounts that they have on file. The sad part is, as massive as this was, it it, it's still eclipsed by Yahoo's uh, security breaches in the past uh, decade, especially the one was about four or five years ago. That one hit home. I know my better half got uh got hit by that, and uh, so Yahoo still has the biggest uh. Data breach, but 
Equifax, I mean, these are people handling social security numbers. That's a huge deal. So this is a more important one, I think, to note. So you'll notice a lot of uh, companies now, they're offering credit monitoring services, and they even go in, like, I know the Discover Card, they do a thing where they'll uh, alert you if your information, oh, excuse me, if information's been found on the dark web. You know, that's another thing. Now, the awareness of cybersecurity, you know, infosecurity, infosec for short, has become so uh, keen that now that all these marketing folks are throwing out all, all these, uh, you know, buzzwords. <sighs> Orange juice. You got my vitamin C and all that good stuff, you know what I mean? Build up the immunity system. Um, I just heard, too, and this, this was actually posted on a Discord. The Family Matters, Matters House in Chicago is going to be demolished. I didn't see why. I guess I should re- read that. Now, if I recall... They didn't actually film in that house. We just saw the facade of it, you know. Typically, a lot of these shows are filmed on sets, not actual locations. That would have been neat if they actually filmed in that house. Oh, this is going to be a, a video thing. <laughs> it's because they had, this is um, Seattle's Fox uh, channel. Uh, <laughs> you have to open up with, It's a rare condition this day and age. To read any good news on the newspaper page. So they wrote, uh, and this is uh, Q13fox.com. They say the home featured in the opening credits of the 1990s sitcom Family Matters has been approved for demolition, according to WGN. The house is where the fictional Winslow family lived and the iconic character Steve Urkel frequently visited. Uh, You'll likely remember Urkel's nasally voice, clumsy nature, and classic catchphrase, Did I do that? Uh, Let's see... Uh, so it's a two-story f- frame multi-unit residence. It's a quaint little house. The owners plan to build a three-unit residence on the lot. Oh, okay. Uh, Coldwell bankers Lisa Weinstein told DNA Info that renovating the home wasn't viable, wasn't a viable option for the homeowners, and they plan to hang photos of their original house and Family Matters cast in the new property's entryway. And while Family Matters show was set in Chicago, the show was filmed in California. There you go. All our questions answered. And then some. It's like, it's it's the end of an era. Um, I do want to say too, speaking of end of an era, wrestling legend Bobby the Brain Heenan passed away a a few days ago. And he's he's, uh, widely regarded as one of the best managers in pro wrestling. Um, You usually think... When you watch uh, wrestling these days, you don't really see too much of the manager hype and just the overall presence. And I think that's one of the big parts was having the managers talk shit or something going to ring themselves. Um, again, you know, changing times, right? Um, on top of that, Choice of Rust has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Now, this is something that the folks in... Uh, the logistics industry and supply chain have known for a long time, but still, you know, not, not as finally there. You're like, oof, that's 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 rough. Um, but the what well, is encouraging? Chapter eleven is not the worst. It's not like a chapter thirteen or chapter seven, though. I don't think organizations can do chapter seven. I think it's only personal uh, for corporations between eleven or thirteen, if I'm not mistaken. 
Well, the ch- chapter 11, basically, they get protection from creditors while they... Uh, it basically buys them time while they restructure their, their finances and uh, their operations. So that's encouraging. And, uh, in fact, uh, this, in spite of their financial issues, they're still hiring thousands of people um, for seasonal work this year. Um, and I think this is important news, too, because, you know, nostalgia aside, something like Toys of Rust, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of a commodity, right? Um, and you could say, you know, online shopping, blah, blah, blah. But the, the retail experience of actually getting your hands on this stuff and walking through aisles, it's, it's, you can't replace that with digital. And uh, it's a shame, you know, you know, I work in IT. I love the, the tech stuff. But it's like kids just want tablets and smartphones. I mean, what is the iPhone X is now going to be a $1,200 phone. R- ridiculous. I started on that one. But, uh, well, you don't want to buy a phone that costs as much as a laptop? Hell no. 1200 will get you a freaking really nice laptop. Unless you buy an Alienware. I get your shitty one in. <laughs> yeah, it's not for the price. No, not worth it. Well, the the funny thing is the the specs on paper are worse than the Samsung S8. So it's like they but make the it it always is that way. Yeah. But the optimization of the iPhone, it's objectively, well, subjectively a better phone. Right. That's, it that's does some thing. things better, some things worse, and the face scanning stuff is going to be second to none because much like with everything else that Apple implements. They don't put it out there until it's flawless. You may disagree with some of the things that they do, but Touch ID, they didn't put out until it was legitimately the world class for fingerprint recognition. So they're doing the same thing with the face, but getting rid of the home button, I'm not... The more you change stuff from hardware to software, I'm not a fan. Me neither. In fact, I'm, I'm almost tempted to go back to BlackBerry now that they have the Android... And they're running on Android, and they ha- and they have the physical keyboards. I still wi- I still miss the physical keyboard. <laughs> See, I never, I was never on the physical keyboard bandwagon. I went from a Razer phone to an iPhone. Yeah. Okay. So you never got used to it. Yeah. Yeah. I never did. I never touched to that. So I have no, no opinion on a physical keyboard. But yeah, that- I always thought Blackberries were silly. <laughs> Well, I got sucked into them because the uh, company I worked for at the time was uh, this is when BlackBerry is very aggressively trying to get businesses on board. We got free Blackberries and free, you know, Palm Pilots. So I was like, woohoo, you know? Well, yeah, that was the, that's what the smartphones started as. It was a business phone. You were a big deal. You were a big shot if you had one of those. Now every eight year old has one. I know. And that's why I was just talking about uh, the whole Toys R Us thing. It's get, you know, it really just reminds us how much times have changed. Like kids don't want action figures anymore, and they still do, but you know, not as much well, as they used to. And that honestly comes down a lot to the parents. It does because both of my kids they like the technology stuff, but if given the option, my my oldest is ten. She'd rather be outside playing on a skateboard or throwing a football around rather than sitting inside playing video games. Yeah, and you know, so my family... I don't know if she's just the... If she's the 
deviation from the norm, or if maybe the like 12 and under crowd who have officially grown up with this high-end technology boom. They're getting bored of it. Are either bored of it or just accustomed to it. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> so maybe they want to... Hmm, losing my voice here. Maybe they want to get something to break the mold. Which that makes sense, too. That can happen. You know, you, you grow up with something, you, you take it for granted. Yeah, and you can... You can say all you want that video games and whatnot are viable replacements to being outside, but there's such a huge, just a vast difference with using your brain to do something and your thumbs and actually going out and physically doing it. Yeah. Well, even not, not even so much that opposite extreme, just, uh, you know, with action figures and play it and stuff like that, it... it, it gets you to use different parts of your brain where you actually use your imagination and yeah and i think there's there are video games that kind of bend into that like yeah. your minecrafts and things like that but i want I, I think minecraft is probably one of the reasons why lego is hurting <laughs> well lego's pricing doesn't help them either no but i asked my parents and they confirmed cuz i don't remember when i was age 6 through 10, how much Legos cost. But like, yeah, it was an arm and a fucking leg then. Yeah, it's always been expensive, yeah. yeah. Um, I think what what's hurting, what's hurting Lego, honestly, is when I was a kid and when you were a kid, their focus was on just, here's the blocks, be creative. I remember this one ad that was this little girl holding this giant mass of constructed Legos into something. And the the copy on it was, I don't know what it is, but it's beautiful. <laughs> so it, the focus was on being creative and making something. Yeah. And now the focus is more on, here, build this robot. Here, build this one little playset that's going to cost you $50, and then you're just going to sit it on a shelf and never touch it because you don't want to break it. Yeah, it's model building, it's collectibles. Yeah. You know. And I think that's the wrong. That's clearly the wrong focus, because they're like they're they're struggling, and they continue doubling down on these expensive playsets. Yeah, you know, even what they used to do, even when they had, you know, things that usually it used to be that you would get a set, and they give you a whole bunch of things on a cover, on a box, or an instruction that you can make with it. But you still had tons of extra yeah. parts where you could do whatever you want with it. But they gave you suggestions, you know. It's not like, you have exactly enough parts to make this thing, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, here, build this Death Star, and never touch it again. Yeah. So why wouldn't I just buy a fucking puzzle at that point? <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's the exact same thing. You're basically just buying a 3D Lego puzzle. You're buying an expensive bag of plastic bricks that they're going to hand by they're going to handhold your way through building. Yeah. And they used to be a lot more aggressive, you know, uh, I think they still do it in some places like uh I think on Tuesdays in, in participating stores uh Toys R Us I think is one of them still does it. You could go in there and and get free Lego. There's random bags of Legos. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um I always, you know, I still love it when I go to a store and they have, like, the candy store style, you know, you have the shovel and you just 
get random bricks and put them into a bag and you pay by weight. Have you seen that? Down in uh, down in Disney, they have one of those. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh yeah, and then they have this like courtyard out back where you just you just build whatever you want out in the little back courtyard area. Oh yeah. And they would have when I was when we were down there last year, they were doing uh, little soapbox derby races with the cars. You just had <laughs> all these little tables full of Legos. It was like a seven-year-old me's greatest dream. You just had all these little all these tables of Legos to build and build your little car and then you go race it. Yeah. I won't lie, uh, with the little ones, I tend to buy gifts because, you know, especially uh, one in particular, she loves to, anytime I go to the store, she's like, hey, Pop Pop, can you get me a toy? <laughs> like, like she... As a, the moments that see me see me go out the door is like, give me, bring me back a toy. I'm like, I'll see, sweetie. <laughs> so then sometimes I'll be like, hmm, this is pretty cool. I'm gonna get it for her, but really it's for me. <laughs> uh, see, that's that's the other mindset that I think fucked Lego. Was you're gonna look at a box of Star Wars Legos and be like, that's fucking awesome. I can build this with my kid, and then I can put this up on my shelf. When in reality, your kid's never going to see it, and you're just going to build it in your office and never show anybody and just tuck it off somewhere. That's true. That's very true. But, uh... I got I got some good observations and insights sometimes. But, but you know, on, on the flip side of that, if they could play that up and get it where it could bring the families close together, working on projects together... You know, the kid will enjoy it and one and for one reason, and the parents will enjoy it for another reason. You know, yeah. Like the part tech, of that would be techniques. Uh, techniques they should they should like do more with, like to help people ease into like robotics. They started to do. I remember when they, they, I I remember they used to have those. I had a couple of those sets. Yeah. God, I don't even know how much they cost. I don't know who my parents had to kill to buy them. Dude, those I'm things. Sure they probably ended up like owing some. Favor to the Russian mafia. I don't know, but well, they used to. I remember I had a few of those. They used to. Well, they they started to like get more advanced with this. So they had like different tiers. So they had the entry levels of very basic stuff, right? Like you have like a platform that's motorized for wheels, you know, and yeah. maybe I don't know uh, some kind of server motor for like a joint, you know, so you can make an arm. Yeah, you'd be able to. There'd be like actual motors and cogs and gears and. Yeah, that's what belts and whatnot. To that's the more legitimately make things move. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that. That's the more advanced ones where like you had all those different things, the moving parts. But, See, I wonder uh, what. I really would like to know what killed that. because uh, yeah, I think that would. I, know. I legitimately think that would play well now. It would. You put something like that together, and you just slap like a micro USB in there, to so pro- you can program it, it up and program it to do stuff. Oh, dude. See, there's already other toy manufacturers making stuff like that. What's that yeah. one robot I saw in Best Buy? Uh, uh, Osmo. I think I said, yeah. Is it Osmo? Osmo? Something like that. He's like a little, he's a little guy. In a, it's like a little robot in a huge box. Like yeah, it's the, like a little Wally type robot. And it, yeah, yeah. It says that it learns and will play with you. Yep. Which, you know, I, I gotta say I'm intrigued, but I'm like, damn, like $200 for this little shit? <laughs> And then a bunch yeah. of props, but, but he's a, he's got a learning computer, so you know stuff like that uh, is neat. There's potential there. 
But to be able to build something customized, or even if it's just, it doesn't have to be so granular. It could be just modular parts you can mix and match. That'd be cool too. Yeah. But uh, why aren't we creative directors at Lego? And we're not Swedish. <laughs> you know. We don't live in Sweden. I wonder how long before like a bigger company buys them out. Like I don't know, Disney. There's. <laughs> they have enough licensing deals with Disney. Yeah. I mean, that's. I think that's where they go through with their licensing. The fact that the giant Lego store is part of the Disney promenade that they're probably in bed together. Yeah, I think so too. Because they've become very distinctly Disney. Like, they still do other stuff, like the Warner Brothers stuff, but now I look at Lego, it's like, it's got a very Disney vibe. Not in a bad way, it's just like, you feel like they're a Disney property. So... Uh, something's got to give there, but you know, Lego's not going to go anywhere. I think that's going to be a timeless thing. It's just how much will they grow and and be relevant, you know, in generations to come. See, that's that's another part of the last fifty years that's kind of been a lie, is that there's just going to be this constant, steady growth forever. The second a company posts earnings that aren't quite what last year's were, everyone goes into fire sale. Like this is the end. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, there's just not going to be constant expansion forever. There's going to be entropy. It's going to collapse back in at some point. Yeah, that's that's just, I mean, that's just basic physics, you know. If, if it's not going up, it's going to go down. <laughs> yeah. And, and you have to adapt. It's like, oh, no, you didn't You didn't make $2 billion. You made $1.8 billion. Mm-hmm. Not the end of the world. Yeah, and they and they can plan for that kind of stuff. Really, there's always trending data yeah. they could look at. But you know, this Absolutely. whole Toys R Us, like this, you were like you were saying with Toys R Us, they didn't. It's not a surprise to them. The writing's been on the wall for a while. That's true. And their attempt at rebranding, I think it was like two or three years ago now, clearly didn't work. When they tried to play back to nostalgia with the Toys R Us kid marketing. That, it just didn't... That kind of worked for it, me. <laughs> again, you're not the target. target. Yeah, yeah. You're not the target demographic. I guess you know, they were hoping... Are, all your kids are older. Yeah, that's true. I, I so guess, not, you know, they probably go for folks, my generation, and still have youngins so they can get them to the store. And, you know, for you know, it's kind of... They go there for their nostalgia, but then the kids get end up getting stuff, so... Yeah, and they're they're shooting at... My age bracket, the 28 to 35 window with younger kids. Yeah. Which it used to be. They just shot directly at the kids, and then the kids irritated the parents until eventually they brought them <laughs> to the store. It's true. <laughs> but that kind of predatory marketing has been uh, frowned upon, and the kibosh has been put on most of it. Yeah, that's that's true. You know, but I think it's okay every now and then to have unapologetic brainwashing advertising just throw it at the kids oh yeah just straight pandering to the children yeah because so, you know sometimes you get some really good jingles or just some, some really cheesy things that are memorable and as so you go back to you're like man that was bad it was great <laughs> like i keep laughing about the fucking skip it theme <laughs> how did i go again like just skip it skip it and it's like the very best thing of all so there's a counter on the ball Oh my god, that's right. <laughs> it was just... Oh my god, the very best thing of it all was a counter and a ball. Yes. 
So it was not only was it just some mindless game, you spun this thing around on your ankle outside, you could compete against your friends. <laughs> it's pretty great. But yeah, I think Toys R Us is going to bounce back. Oh, uh, absolutely. The holiday season will be fine for them. Yeah. There'll be, there'll be some weird-ass obscure toy that every little kid needs, and they will have just enough of them to drive hundreds of people to each store, and half of them leave with that toy, and half of them leave with the cheap Chinese knockoff. <laughs> I think I'm going to find more excuses to take everyone to Toys R Us, or just go there and like buy random stuff. <laughs> yeah, just find the excuse to buy gifts for small children that don't require electricity. Yeah, that's always the big Encourage one. Them. Encourage them to go outside and play. Batteries not included. <laughs> Batteries not needed. <laughs> I'm a big fan of board games. That's one of my favorite things. It depends on the game. But yeah, board games are great. Did you ever play uh, Zombies? Yes. The, the with, one... how much you love rogue, with how much you love roguelikes, I'm, sh- I'm sure you love it. You're talking about that tile-based one, right? They got a bunch yeah. of different... Yeah. That's, that thing goes back... That. I think the first time I encountered that was 98, somewhere around there. When I, when I first played it, it was uh, 2001. We Maybe were at the I... comic book shop where we used, to, uh, we used to do our tabletop RPGs. And the, the DM, the storyteller, storyteller, didn't show up that night. So we're like, what the fuck are we going to do? We're here. We already ordered pizza, so we have to be here for at least the next six hours. <laughs> so we pooled all the excess money that we had and we bought all seven expansions that they had. Damn. And we just left it there as the uh community game. Nice. And we Yeah, it's like every week we would sit down and take up like five folding tables. <laughs> and we would go over to the Warhammer kids and be like, We're we're stealing one of your tables. <laughs> uh... They were push over, so that's because they were too busy painting their miniatures. Oh my god, <laughs> that is not a that is not a poor kid or a impatient kid's game. No, it's not. Especially if you get it to like the terrain building aspect, and then it's like a whole other oh. thing. It's Jesus. There were a couple of the kids that would go there that would bring in like gun cases, like full on six foot long hard pelican cases. Of just terrain and models and <clears throat> that shit was unreal. And they would paint each one of them. And it was just, I, I don't know how they had the patience for it or the steady hand or the free time or the money. <laughs> I mean, those were like two, three, four hundred dollars for some of those. Oh yeah. That's crazy. Especially if you're buying a pre-built terrain. If you're making it from scratch, that is bad, but... Oh, yeah. If you make it from scratch, you can... All you need is just styrofoam, some type of heated cutter, and some patience. Yep. Yep. Or a Dremel. God. Dremels are surprisingly good, but they got so many attachments for those darn things now. A 3D printer back then would have made a fucking killing. (laughs) That's true. That's still the one unnecessary purchase that I keep looking at going. I, I I can't justify buying one, but I want it. 
Yeah, but I'm sure if you had one, you'd find a whole bunch of, like, random uses for it. Like, probably not useful, but fun stuff, you know? Oh, it absolutely wouldn't be useful. But I would have several bobbleheads of myself. <laughs> you could also, uh, you get the ones that could do, uh, like, consumables and, like, start making your own specialized cakes and stuff, you know? Now, my daughter started, uh, doing actual cooking. Uh-oh. So she's, yeah. She found that, uh, that YouTuber, uh, Rosanna Pizarro or whatever. The Nerdy Nummies girl. And she's That's been familiar. obsessed. YouTube, a little while ago, gave a huge push to her. And my daughter's just been sucked in. She's been baking constantly. She's on Amazon, like, ooh, she has a whole line of cookware. She has a whole line of this and that. Oh my god. <laughs> and I check while I'm at work, and she's just adding stuff to the cart. I'm like, no, no, we're not buying. There's no way that we need a $9 cake leveler. Get out of here. <laughs> I wonder if PewDiePie came out with, like, some products. What would his products be? Like, what would you identify him with? Like, what? Would, I don't know. Definitely not Hair dye and armbands? <laughs> there you go. Is that, that an edgy enough joke? It's a, <laughs> it'd be a combo deal. Like, Grecian formula, but, like, uh, PewDiePie on the cover. And it'll come with, like... Hey, PewDiePie, PewDiePie bleach? Yeah, and it'll, and it'll come with the, with the armband inside of it. <laughs> that, 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 could, that, could, that could work. Yeah. That free could, free prize inside. The packaging. <laughs> so it's just a bottle, and then the armband is around it. And when you flip, when you take the the label off, you can flip it inside out, and it's got the PewDiePie fist in a circle on the uh, other side. Waste-free packaging. Mm. The, speaking of which, have you noticed a lot of the like uh, the online stuff now? They have like the retail packaging, and then they have the hassle-free packaging. Have you seen that? Usually for a discount. I've seen it with uh, Nerf guns. Yeah, yeah. Because I bought, last Christmas I bought a couple of them online, and it said retail packaging, and then the hassle-free one was like $6 less. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'll take that. And what it is, is it's just gray basic cardboard, just the brownish gray cardboard. None of those zip ties, none of that bullshit. Yeah. That's just it. It's like, here's the toy. You don't need fancy branding. You know what you're buying. It's pretty smart. My assumption, my assumption is that it's just like shipping container got wet, all the packaging got ruined, but the product is still fine. So they got to figure out something to do with it, so they don't just cut it as a loss. Yeah, I think a lot of it also too is, um, you know, in the warehouses they have the stuff that's still in the pallets, but they're not um, in the retail packaging yet. They have to be kitted. So, like, depending mm-hmm. on what the orders are from the retail channels, if they're not hitting their marks, they'll start probably doing that basic packaging, you know. Just throw it in some shrink wrap and bubble wrap, I don't know, you know. Some I think it, just nondescript. wrap it up, send it to Amazon, they'll buy it. Yeah, non- nondescript boxes, there you go. And it cuts down their cost, too, you know. It's a little greener, you know, so. And you don't have to freaking wrestle with those damn 100 zip ties and tape put in strategic locations like ugh it's what I get my R2D2 well, out of the box <laughs> while we're talking about packaging now that they don't have video game manuals in the boxes anymore 
Why are they still why making are the, the boxes? boxes still huge? <laughs> yeah. Why haven't they gone to like the slim jewel cases? Yeah. Cause they don't they don't they don't don't look good on display. That's probably why. That was one of the things, as stupid as it seems, even though the PlayStation did it too, but that was like one of the other extra things people use against the Dreamcast. Like, uh, it's in a CD jewel case? What the fuck? But the thing is, if you do the CD jewel case, not even like the slimline ones that don't have a spine, you go with the ones with the spine, you can still see what the game is on the shelf. That's true, yeah. Sideways. Yep. It just, it, Nintendo is the only one that seems to have tackled it the right way. Because there's, like, sections missing out of the uh, container. There's, like, chunks missing out of plastic out of it, so it cuts down on the weight of it and cuts down on the amount of plastic used, but it's still nonsense. Yeah. Just start putting manuals back in there. I'd be I'd be okay with that. I, li- I like inserts. I like when I open it up and then you get random stickers and, you know, little doodads, you know, a little map or something. Yeah, you gotta pay extra for that now. Yeah. Donkey dicks. That's all I gotta say. Speaking of video games, uh, so they say they, the, the Xbox One X was the fastest pre-order ever. I keep hearing this in different places. I'm like, but I'm like, nah, I'm an Xbox guy. I'm not gonna lie. I like Xbox and PC. That's what I do. But I'm like, compared to what? <laughs> I'm like, fastest pre-order for Xbox systems or just fastest. video console? I don't know. But just remember that they're always lying when they say that. Yeah, yeah. Because nothing, nothing is going to outsell what the Wii outsold at its prime. Yeah, that's ever. true. Yeah. Nothing's going to touch that. So if they're saying it's the best-selling game console in a month, they're lying. You know, and the other thing too is... Absolutely specific about it being the best-selling video game console in this one store from the hours of 3 to 5.30. There's, there's probably there probably was some specific context, and then through the game of telephone, it's just the messages became fastest to sell out, you know. But you know, even if it was the fastest to sell out ever, you know, there's other things you can think about. Well, how much was actually supplied? Because from what I understand, just locally, and from a lot of people I I talked to, like their stores were carrying, you know, anywhere from like five units to thirteen, fifteen, which isn't much at all. No, yeah. not at all. Not for a, I'm going to use air quotes here, highly anticipated console. (laughs) Or as uh, the Microsoft people keep saying, a premium console, which, you know, is a nice way of softening the blow and saying, not that many people are going to jump on it right now because it is a premium experience. (laughs) I'll eventually get one. I don't know. Being an Xbox guy, this is a legitimate question. Since you can now play console games on your PC and play with people on the Xbox, what's the point? I'll tell you what the point is. I still hate Windows 10. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, I'll agree with you. I, 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 I might put from, it in a petition, you know, but to have that from be... That position, from that position, I can understand that. Yeah. And even if I did love Windows 10... To me, the convenience of the console experience is that it's uniform, it's a lot more convenient. Like, yeah. working with computers yeah, all day long, I don't want to fuck with it half the time, even though I, I recognize that it's a better experience overall. So I just want to just fire up the console, message a few friends that I see on my friends list, and be done with it. I mean, that's two-thirds of the reason why I have a Mac. 
I don't, I deal in windows all day. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I need something different when I get home. Yeah. You don't have to keep popping the hood. I get that too. You know, windows, uh, is very, uh, high maintenance. <laughs> That's my job is maintenance. It's tedious. Yeah. And I get a question on this, the Linux argument, but Linux is like, uh, to me, Linux is like getting a really good, old, dependable car that you always get to like, you know, last you forever. But you gotta like do a lot of work to, for it first to get it to be do what you want it to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, for basic stuff, everything's just overcomplicated. And I gotta, Linux is better for what it's intended for: mail servers. Yeah. It's. Just servers in general, they're good, good as for firewalls. System. Yeah, and as a legitimate operating system, I'm not not too keen on it. Give me the, uh, give me just the command line. I don't need a UI over it. I'm not going to use it as a regular machine. More power to the people who do, but yeah. let me run a couple command line prompts. Let's let it just constantly do what it's doing and not worry about it. I don't want to have to freaking write my own drivers if a driver isn't available for it, and I don't have time for that anymore. I, you know, back in the days, I was all about it. Now I'm like, nah. I work with this shit all day long. I don't want to get mad enough when my better half is like, you know, hey, can you fix this thing that working? I'm like, ah, I just got home. Let me at least kick off my shoes first. <laughs> Not interested in trying to fix any of that. Yeah, you know, look, listen for if you brought a married couple that there are long-term relationships out there lift if you're cohabitating in any way the number one rule is when your better half gets home there's a buffer you gotta allow them before you bombard them with requests and 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 problems let them take off their pants first then then you could you could swoop in <laughs> if you don't allow at least the time for that then you're doing it wrong yeah here's joking aside 15, 20 minutes to let them decompress. That's what you do. You don't, you don't go in guns hot at them the second they go through the door. Yep, exactly. Depending on the length of the commute. If you're driving, if you're driving home for an hour, you've had enough time to decompress. <laughs> well, I don't know. That could be the reason you might need longer decompression. <laughs> if you've been stuck in traffic for an hour, you may just get out of your car and run laps around the house just to Ugh. Feel alive. God, I do not miss long commutes at all. <laughs> I'm so spoiled now. I don't know if I could ever go back to like a realistic, like the average person's experience. Cause like, oh, I feel that. Like right now, I'm doing. Oh, sorry. Well, how, how close are you to your job? I mean, I'm. I have a 25 minute drive, it's but bad. it's at night. No traffic. Yeah. So I have no traffic. Yeah. I have no nothing. And then when I'm at work, I don't deal in people. I work with computers. I can never go back to a normal job. This this job has ruined me. I'm screwed forever. Yeah, well, for me, I'm within like a 5 to 20 minute drive to all our main, like our main hub sites. Now, if it's an out of state or, you know, location in Savannah, that's a little different. It's about a two hour drive, but like just my office. It's just like five minutes away, pretty much. It's like, oh, it's great. So if I'm running late, I'm not really running late. I'm like, you know what? I still have time. I'm going to grab some breakfast. <laughs> now, how often are you actually late, though? Because what I've learned is the closer you are to where you need to get to, 
the more likely you are to just show up late. That's true. So when I was in, when I was in college, I would have to drive half an hour to get to class. One of the kids who lived literally two minutes away walking would show up ten minutes late every day. Yeah, because you get a little more lax when you know you have yeah. to go further. You like over budget the time. You over project it. So yeah, you know me is I, I. I'm a little bit of a edge case just because you know since I'm salaried and uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty much always working in some capacity. <laughs> My boss jokes around and says, what did you guys do before Yomar started working here? Like, seriously. Because <laughs> anything that happens, anything better. Like, things that aren't even under my purview, I get called about. Like, hey, how do I uh, do this performance improvement plan? Like, the fuck? That's an HR issue. Why are you asking me? Because <laughs> we know you know how to do it. <laughs> you, don't know how, you don't know how to manage your own people. <laughs> Stuff and like that. Numbers- your phone number's higher up in my phone book than, uh, than HR. Bitch, my name starts with a Y. Shh. Shh. Yeah, higher that's, up. That's true. There might, might be some kind of cockamamie stuff going on. But if you go by extensions, I'm in the middle of the pack. Like, just the, the extension numbers. Like, HR has, like, one of the top blocks. So I, oh, of course. They're doing some crazy stuff. I don't know what people are doing. It's just, I, I've become the crutch. <laughs> it's like I always joke, it's like, the the reward for doing a, a job well done is getting more work. <laughs> uh, exactly. You gotta but, go with the philosophy of my coworkers. If you do something wrong enough, they'll stop asking you to do it. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they, you know how it is. They always, people have wised up in the past decade or so that IT people always over-project their um their timelines so if they could do it in, in in two days they'll say it'll take two weeks you know but there's a legitimate reason we do that because we know that if we give exact you know timelines people will always try to talk us down or they'll think that we have nothing else going on and it's bombarded with others requests yeah. and then in, in a rare say, case if it hey, goes wrong this, if you're like hey i can get this done in two hours you throw it together and at the end of the two hours, it's somewhat buggy and needs more work. They're going to be pissed. Yep. But if you say, hey, it's going to take you like five, and you get it to them in three, everyone's happy. Exactly. Exactly. You got to set the bar you know, low for yourself. It, it's a tightrope game, because if you set the bar, if you say it'll take you a day and you get it to them in fucking five hours, they're going to question you and they're not going to give you that leeway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Find tightrope between shooting yourself in the dick and keeping everyone happy. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, like, uh, it happened to me the other day. Uh, my boss, uh, wanted me to do some, like, geo data and, like, all this, like, heat map stuff and crazy shit, sales territories. You know, kind of my, my department, but kind of not. And I said, oh, well, you know, I, I can get it to you in, uh, by like Monday or Tuesday next week, and he, his response was, "Really?" <laughs> and I'm like, "What do you mean by really?" He goes, "Oh, I just thought you know you could just drop it in the template you have, and it's you know be done in a few minutes." And like, "Oh yeah, in the magical world, sure." <laughs> if it's something I did all the time, sure I would systemize it to make it easier on myself. But this is like a one-off request. I have to do some legwork, and plus there's other shit I gotta get done. 
I didn't tell him that, but, you know. As far as the CEO and the CEO goes, you know, I report to them directly, but if they have a request, it's, it's top priority. Like, yeah, but this thing's on fire. I should probably put it out. No, nah, I can wait. Okay. Yeah, there's always something that looks like it should be important, but it's not. It's like, but that kind of is going to break. No, don't worry about that right now. We'll worry about that when it's a real problem. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Yep. It's uh, it's like uh, I I went through the whole uh, spiel about how sometimes pet projects are things that will help with other things that do matter to everyone else. You know, everybody's mentality is when you know, especially when dealing with execs, is you know, do do the things that matter to us. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm pretty sure if there's like no network access, it's gonna matter to everyone because that's gonna impact the bottom line. So you know. No, that's not important. <laughs> yep. It's like this thing I'm doing to like set up a hot failover site and have redundancy in place is a pet project right now because it's not an urgency, but it will save us a lot of money down the road. Eh, you can wait. That's the that's the boring IT stuff. That's not the fun and sexy stuff. Yeah, yeah. You have to have fireworks go off for it to be uh, widely received. <laughs> Speaking of fireworks... I hear uh, Destiny 2 is doing pretty well. <laughs> Two, eh. Yeah, I know. I'm, I, I, I know we, you and I both shit all over it, especially the way they handled the launch. It, it, even shutting down the original Destiny. Did you hear that shit? That, that they completely shut down the old Destiny? How? What kind of fruity shit is that? Ten-year plan. This is fucking crazy. Bring your characters over from Destiny 1 to Destiny 2. Uh, but... I, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna jump on board because my clanmates suddenly you know decided to revive and they're like they kept harassing me like hey, hey Yogi Yogi can you can you give us admin access so we can recruit people hey Yogi 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 hey we need to promote some people can you give me access hey, hey Yogi hey Yogi I'm like geez I might as well play the game myself <laughs> so I never will. You have more willpower Won't than do I do. <laughs> because it's so much more, the more I've had time to sit back and think about it, it's more than just the price gouging and then the unfair curveball that they threw when Taken King came out. And it's like, hey, you can now buy all the DLC and whatnot that everyone else paid a hundred and something dollars for. Yeah. For the price of the game, which is now discounted down to 40 Enjoy. Yep. It's more than that. It's the... Not being able to carry your character over, even if it makes sense storyline-wise. Yep. They promised that we could. That's a lie. Yep. The heavy focus on PvP all, still all that, all, all, you have nothing, from what I said, there's nothing to show for your efforts in the first ex- installment. Not even, mm-hmm. like, stats or story elements carry over nothing. So it's like all that time you spent grinding and getting your gear just right and kind of getting some sense of being unique out the window. So you're starting from square but they, one. But they gave you the option to buy a shirt from them if you did everything in Destiny 1. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Now, the worst, the worst of it is, really, it's the focus on PvP. The fact that they decided to shift everything towards that at the end of Destiny 1 rather than really emphasize on the objective, again, subjectively more 
entertaining part of the actual world building and raids and events and things like that that I had more fun with. And then they broke the corrective measure, and that was the straw that broke my back. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, if they really made the world more expansive and focused more on the cooperative experience, it'd be phenomenal. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just gave up trying to hope for that, and I'm pretty good at the PvP, so I guess I gave it a a little more of a pass. But yeah, just a constant, just bad decision after bad decision. I don't know. But it's what everybody's playing. (laughs) Bungie knows what they're doing. Bungie makes a well-polished... Slick shooter that feels great. Can't can't knock them for it. You know that they know what they're doing with that. But I have no no delusions about it anymore. It's not mine. It's not my thing. Yeah. Well, you know, it's also, it's also kind of trippy too. Seeing mm-hmm. seeing BattleNet on the Destiny app, and then it finally clicks in your head. Oh yeah, Activision Blizzard. Oh. Oh, yeah, it's all one family. It's kind of tr- it's kind of trippy, you know. And not saying you know, I mean, that's the, the PC version. I was surprised that Destiny One didn't come to PC, but yeah. Um, Sony should have paid that little bit more money just to keep Destiny an exclusive. <sighs> Especially after Destiny One was such a hit. Even if they did, I I don't I I think it still just would have been a, a timed exclusive type of thing. Because, you know, if you think about the way the marketplace is now, there really isn't exclusive titles driving the market anymore. You have a few exceptions, you know. Nintendo's built their own empire. There could be again, and I have a feeling there will be. Mainly because, isn't Kojima Studios part of Sony? Isn't he directly in their wheelhouse now? So anything he makes is going to be exclusive Sony? I don't. I don't know how that's gonna work. I, I guess yeah, it's quite possible. I mean, that's gonna be. I mean, Kojima is a big player, and I, I still have high hopes for what he he can still pull it out. But uh, yeah, people still are all over him, even if his games read like a bad Tom Clancy ripoff. <laughs> he's just got swag, man. He's got the swagger. The thing is, he's not even the cool. He wasn't even. The cooler of the developers at Konami. He was just the loudest of them. Yeah, he kind of is full ego. of himself. Ego will always be. Ego will always be my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Because Symphony of the Night was that good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it looks like uh, looks like it might be in the Sony umbrella. But speaking of of which, is Inafune working on anything else now? I'm hoping that he just lives in a cave somewhere <laughs> and cries thousands of tears over how bad Mighty Number no. 9 came out. Uh, well, yeah. Besides that. <laughs> Honestly, with how much that was a ripoff, I hope he doesn't touch a computer ever again. <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, they all can't be hits, right? No. And if it were even close to being a polished enough game to be okay, I'd cut him some slack, but that game failed catastrophically on every possible level. <laughs> and the... Did you hear about the physical discs? Or the physical release? 
for the backers that paid something over a hundred bucks for. No, I heard something you about that. Had to assemble, you had to assemble the box yourself, and it didn't come with a disc. It came with a download code for the game, which you would have already gotten from the tiers prior of the Kickstarter. <laughs> and the box itself didn't even, if I remember correctly, the box itself didn't even build properly. Oh god! Yeah, it was. You know, I would number nine was a mistake. I would have liked to be a part of that just to have the story to share. <laughs> I have a dilapidated box. Yay! <laughs> It'd be funny if it wasn't a hundred dollars. Hmm. Well, some people have a hundred dollars to spare, and there's nothing to them. So yeah. Yeah. Look at the look at the Star Citizen uh, cult. Oh God. I mean, on paper, it sounds amazing, but it's, then you think about it, like, that's just too auspicious of a project. It's never, never going to happen. Yeah. It's No Man's Sky all over again, if you ask me. They it's not that. even No Man's Sky. It's just they're, they're legitimately just taking all that money and pocketing it. There's no way they're not. They'd have more to show for the $80 million or whatever the fuck it's brought in. Insane. But instead, they have like life size replicas of the ships. Yeah, yeah. At their giant star citizen conventions in their own private hangars. Insane. I wonder who's paying for that. Fucking crazy shit. Yeah, there's been a big void. I was talking earlier in the show about this just good, uh, lack of good sci fi, especially like good like space operas. And also in video games, like where are the wing commanders at and, you know. TIE Fighters and shit like that. I don't know. I mean, there's a few of them, you know. But it's just, it feels like there's still more of a, a of an opportunity. Obviously, Star Citizen tells us that that's the case. But there's a market. Really- there, is, there is a market for that. Why do you think people were so excited for No Man's Sky? The fact that No Man's Sky fell flat doesn't mean that people don't want space games. I mean, dude, even FTL. FTL's pretty basic, but that game... It's so satisfying just because you get to have the experience of a whole crew and having your own ship and building it the way you want and exploring space and, you know, it's, it's simple, yeah, but those, it's fun. That's one of those indie darlings that's just, I still need to play it. Everything I've heard is that it's amazing, so I, one of these days. I love it. I love it. Fantastic. So, so hey, we're, an extra copy of it. The, the, oh, I might have. had on Steam send it over to me. I I might have an extra copy actually. Is it that that's one of the ones that's Mac compatible, isn't it? Um, uh, pretty sure. I think that that's one of the. Uh, I remember we, we went. Of the, most of the indie most of the indie games are because that's what indie devs own. A lot of them, at least the kind of ones that make eight uh, bit hipster bullshit games like that. <laughs> a lot of them are. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. A lot of them are using Unity. Unity's pretty good about the cross platform. Yeah, Unity's one of the better, if not best, cross-platform, for indie devs at least. I think the one that we were talking about a while back that wasn't on Mac that I really wanted to play with with more people is uh, Risk of Rain. I, no, Risk of Rain is also on Mac. I believe I own it. Okay. There was one but, that... Um, no, it was Mount Your Friends and Duck Game. Those are the two games that I've been debating... Oh getting a Windows partition or, like, a cheap Windows PC to set up 
Not Your Friends is such a great drunk game. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I would only need something with, like, a fucking dual core to run those. Yeah, that's pretty... I mean, shit, the Xbox 360 runs Mount Your Friends. <laughs> Good times. So, hey, they're wrapping up the show before it gets any later. Um, this is a segment I've been meaning to a while back. Did I, did I talk to you about the hater dating... That hate the no. the hater app that it, it hooks you up with people that hate the same things as you. We haven't had this conversation. Why, why am I getting deja no. vu? Oh, you'll love this then. So I'm not gonna go through the whole thing, but it's an app that basically, you know, it, it does what uh, Chemistry.com or eHarmony does better yet. You know, but it's like it focuses on the things you hate, the things that piss you off, the things that irk you, and it finds people that agree with those same things. It's pretty. It tells you where society's heading, but they have a, a that's map. Actually, that's actually kind of brilliant. It is. It is. It's also kind of fucked up at the same time, though. It's like, do we really need to, like, encourage cynicism anymore than we already do, you know? Like, you ever, you ever watch kids react to whatever? And there's always, like, the one or two kids that are, like, really grumpy or just hipsters, like, oh, it's not very good. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my god, Everybody, everybody's just so like meh about everything. Anyway, um, but it is a brilliant model. I mean, I, I actually thought of something like this before, and I'm kind of kicking myself like, damn, like, apparently the model works. So they have a map, and it shows the United States in three segments: uh, East Coast, uh, the, the middle. It was called, it was called the middle. You're not even the Midwest. It's like a little bit of everything in the middle. I guess it's the Pacific, the Central Time Zone. That's what it'd be. And then a Pacific amount of times. That's how they split it. So, they have the the number one thing that each state hates. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> and also, my geography sucks. So, I mean... Hey, let, let me pull up this. Let me pull up this map. My geography is stellar. Alright, good. I know, I, I know a good amount of them. But I'm confused, like... I think this is Vermont here. Is that New Hampshire? I know that's Maine. Alright, so we'll start in Northeast and work our way down. There's a lot of them. So, it looks like... Are you, are you, let me know when you pull it up. I think that's... I want to say New Hampshire hates God. <laughs> Maine, Maine hates Boys Night. <laughs> but it hasn't quotes, so I don't know if it's Boys Night the movie or just the concept of Boys Night. Uh, This is... This is... Fucking genius! Is that, <laughs> um, I think I found a uh, what is this? A Business Insider article for the uh, app called Hater. Oh, did you? Let me see. Yeah, I found this. This is New Jersey hates jellyfish. That's pretty boring. But I guess you you can't expect much from New Jersey. Which one? Oh, this is the one. One of the ones that stood out for me. What is, is this? Maryland here? What is this pointing to? Oh, it's a small block. Oh, I forget what that is. That's I know that's South Carolina, North Carolina. Little blip. Connecticut hates Connecticut hates winter. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. Now, is that Rhode Island that hates Middle America? Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, Rhode Island. <laughs> Why does Pennsylvania hate people who use money clips? Yeah, I saw that too. I'm like, what? Um, now what's this over here on the? East Coast is that is that Maryland? Wait, I'm confused now. That's probably which one? Orange, Delaware. That's Delaware. That's Delaware. Yep. They hate Casey Affleck. <laughs> oh, 
This Who's is... this that says the idea that everyone has a soulmate? Who's that little blip there? It looks like there's a smaller. You see that? That's DC. That is DC. Okay, good. That's Virginia around it, right? Yeah. Uh, Virginia's right below it. So why They did... hate dabbing pizza grease with napkins. Why did they set it up like that? Oh, I see what they did. Okay. Oh, Virginia hates dabbing pizza grease with a napkin. That's something New York should hate. Get that's kind of sacrilege. The grease is what makes, what makes it good. So yeah, DC hates the idea Illinois. that everyone has a soulmate. That, DC's in a very... hates... What's that? <laughs> Illinois hates bloggers. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that one too. They hate bloggers. Oh, South God. South Dakota hates the New York Times. <laughs> Florida hates workout couples. <laughs> Georgia hates tuna salads. I don't know why, but apparently we do. Uh, North Carolina Wyoming ha- hating... Oh, wait. Wyoming hating going to the gym. Oh, my God. North Carolina hates DUI checkpoints. That actually makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Why does South Carolina hate Edward Snowden so much? I don't... That one I don't get. I'm like... Well, actually, it could make a little bit of sense. Because, uh... Just the landscape out here. Because we have the Cyber Command moving out to Georgia. And there's also oh, a lot of... yeah. Yeah. You know how the NSA is breaking away from the, from the military. There's a lot of, like... Tension out here, it's, and then and then South Carolina and Georgia are, are constantly at it because we're stealing each other's businesses. That's a whole other thing. So there's already tension because of that. But they hate Edward Snowden. I thought that was kind of funny. Is and uh, is that that's a uh, Alabama hates vegetarianism. <laughs> okay, makes sense. And what the fuck is this? The, Tennessee hates raised food, foraged food. Oh, forage! It's cut off. Oh, there we go, forage. I'm like, what the hell is raged food? Is that a thing? Oh my god, is that Oklahoma that hates, that hates anal sex? No, that's Mississippi. Mississippi, Mississippi. Oklahoma's the one right below it, right? No, Oklahoma's right above. Oklahoma's is Texas's hat. Oh, you're right. So who's right? Oh, that's Louisiana. That's Louisiana, duh. I think I'm going to move to uh, Kansas. What's Kansas? Those guy? are my people. They hate Seinfeld. <laughs> Those are my people. Texas hates sleepy with the window open. <laughs> that in Vegas. Let's go. What's Vegas got going on? I didn't even see that one. Porn? Am I the right one? That's no, not that's that. Utah that hates porn. Next one over. Vegas hates feminism. Oh, duh. Yeah, they're right next to California. Yeah, there you go. Femin- what oh. else we got? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> why, does, why does Arizona hate sand? I was just going to say that. Arizona, Arizona hates Arizona. sand. You're in, the wrong, you're in the wrong place. Leave Arizona. Oh, God. This one makes a lot of sense. Washington hates Keurig K-Cups. Because, <laughs> you know, they know all about coffee. They know more They know more about coffee than the Ethiopians that make it. <laughs> Oregon hates mid-class. God, this is just great. And some of them are so random. Like, Alaska hates graffiti. Is that really a big thing? North Dakota. North Dakota hates tapas? <laughs> oh my god. How can you hate tapas? Appetizers are just great. You know? It's small North place, Dakota. Small place you can share. Like, since if you go to a restaurant, you don't really have a big appetite, but you want to try a little bit of everything. So you got a bunch of small plates to share with your friends. It's fucking awesome. What if they don't like sharing food? 
Yeah, that's true. People do have that that hang up. Hawaii might also be another uh, place where my people taking videos at concerts. <laughs> I thought I would too. You're never I'm- gonna watch the shitty video. Put your phone down. New York State hates Times Square. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Oh my god. See that any, any other good ones? I'm still stuck at the anal sex one. <laughs> a place where there happens to be a lot of fat bottom girls. Like, no, no anal sex. <laughs> Missouri hates people who believe in aliens. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Was it Illa? Was it Illinois that said they don't like biting into string cheese? No, that's Illinois that hates biting into string cheese. It's Ohio or Indiana that hates uh, bloggers. That's right. Okay. Yep. Wisconsin hates trap music. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a ra- that's a really random one. Pride and Prejudice. Is that Michigan? Yeah. Yeah. Get some culture, Michigan. Get some culture. Explains a lot. Explains a lot. Now, who's this that? Is- a, who's that? That hates in sync. That uh, shit. This- I'll let you guess first. No, no, I don't even want to take a stab right now. Colorado. Col- ah, of course. Okay, yeah. You know, it's right funny. below that's New Mexico. You know, it's funny. I always, in my head, I always, I've been to Colorado, but I always picture Colorado further north in my head. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when I look at it on the map, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's right next to that. Okay. It also blows your mind when you see the U.S. actually the way it's supposed to be and not presented straight and flat like that. Yeah. Yeah. Tilted. And you're like, oh, wow. Los Angeles is a lot further east than I thought it was. <laughs> or you're like, God damn, Alaska's huge. Yeah, Alaska is huge. But you also think about how much barren land they have still. For now. Yeah. I mean, uh, those incentives to work there and do, season- do seasonal work there is pretty sweet, right? People work like I would- three months a year. but And then just get paid to live there? Yeah, just so it stays a state. <laughs> yeah. If I were single, I would do it. Yeah, that that is uh one of my fallback plans. What a life! What a adjustment it had to be. You have to have a vehicle that's good in cold weather. You have to make sure you don't let it sit for a long time. You know, you, know, you need a heated garage. Heated garage. Have good generators. Plenty of layers and warm clothes. Stock up on hot beverages. You might not ever really, ever really be able to enjoy a cold beverage ever again. As someone who used to work in <laughs> negative 50 degree weather, I can confirm cold beverages still suck three years out. But yeah. <laughs> so would you would you be drinking a lot of cold beverages if you lived in Alaska during like no. the coldest months? It would just be coffee. You would just be drinking nothing but hot coffee all day, every day. Yeah. Was Black about hot it. coffee. Maybe yeah, maybe in the comfort of your home, warm home, we might have a cold beverage, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't hit. Drink it wouldn't hit the spot the same beverage. way. That's when you cut open a bear and climb inside of it, and that's when you enjoy the coke <laughs> that it was drinking. <laughs> the poor bear, he's just minding his own business. He's enjoying his freaking coke, and you just cut him open. Like fuck, why do you guys keep doing this? Yes. Uh, Alaska hates polar bears. <laughs> That'd be 
be great if that's what it actually said on the, on the hater map. Alaska hates polar bears. Fuck you, polar bears. I was taking my coke. Yeah, that'd be somewhere. That'd be somewhere in Norway. There's I can see a, that. Uh, can't remember the name of it, but there's a city in northern Norway that, because of the recent boom in polar bear births, you have to travel the city with a rifle because it's being overrun by bears. Oh my lord, that's crazy. Now wait, that's Ohio. That's Ohio that uh, hates time ties. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I just saw that one. I still like the raised food. I look at the segment of the map. I'm like, raised food. What is that? You get angry at your food. Oh, and uh, what Louisiana. Is Louisiana hates being uh, when you have to be the the designated driver. That also explains a lot. What did What did Lyft do to West Virginia? <laughs> That's one of the more random ones. Like, man. Like I'd like I'd like some explanations here. It tells you a lot about what's going on culturally. Like I mean, why is this such avid? Why does Colorado hate in sync? The sign for what I'm not going to question because I I could totally see it. Just it it raises more questions than it answers. All of these. Well, some of them make a lot of sense. Yeah, Connecticut hating winter. Yeah, I get that. That's on the nose. Like, that one's really on the nose, so... I'm gonna ask any questions there. New Jersey ha- hating jellyfish? I get it. They have shitty beaches to be in with. The Jersey Shore. Massachusetts. Massachusetts hating Eli Manning. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Washington hating be... K-Cups. Again, obvious. All of Massachusetts must be celebrating after the last two weeks, though. What happened in Massachusetts? Their hatred of Eli Manning. Have you seen uh, the last two Giants games? No, I've been. I have not been keeping up. I'm so behind. Was it that bad? Sure. I'm just happy the Patriots that lost team, to the to the Chiefs. That team is flaming hot garbage. Oh god! And the Giants are just a dumpster fire, and it is not pretty. And their their new rookie left tackle is trying to get Eli Manning killed. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's not it's not pretty. And once Odell Beckham Jr. comes back, probably won't get much better. Yeah. Oh well. What can you do? Again, Patriots well, lost to the to the Chiefs. I'm I'm happy with that. I'm happy because I had that running back, Kareem Hunt. The new one, yeah. He's he, this is rookie year, I right? I picked him up. Yeah, I picked him up right after the draft because I saw a report. That Andy Reid said he will be my featured running back. Oof! I was like, "Um, Andy Reid does two things really well: eat when the and ball. coach running back." Yeah, <laughs> I agree. That that that's that. why he was so good with. That's why he was so good with McNabb at quarterback. Because McNabb was essentially a running back with a cannon for an arm. Gosh, what's proud about McNabb running those pockets? Nab used to be so good. Yep. But that Hunt kid, man. Oh, football. Oh, yeah. That was... He came in and just... It was like three touchdowns. It's like 146 total yards, I think. Yeah, it was amazing. It was a little rough there for a while. They were what, down by like, what, two touchdowns? And then I was like... All of a sudden, it was like, boom, boom, boom. I was in Chicago when, when, I, when that game was on. And I, and then, and I remember I was at the bar. 
you know, I was there for on business, but I was like, mm, I'm gonna expend some drinks. Yeah. And I saw that, I'm like, yeah, fuck you, Tom Brady. <laughs> I had a minor panic attack because the first play of the game, he fumbles the ball. I remember that. Yeah. First play, first carry in the NFL. Fucker fumbles, and I'm like, oh well, there goes my season. <laughs> Lo and behold, he turns around and rushes for nearly 150 yards and catches another hundred and scores three touchdowns. Yeah, that's something insane. I mean, yeah, he definitely redeemed himself. Yeah, he he made me a happy fantasy owner. Oh man. That, that was a good game. That's probably one of the few games I actually got to catch. And this season just stuck up on me. And I'm like, oh yeah, September. F- football season. Oh shit. And I, I let a lot of my teams auto-draft and I'm terrible. It's been just that kind of year. <laughs> See, I let one of my teams auto-draft. Or, and I ended up with a decent team. Except for the fact that it was an auction draft. And... The bot paid for way more than what T.Y. Hilton was actually going to be worth. Oh God! It's like, That's hey, let's rough. get a quarter. Let's get a uh, wide receiver who's only good because their quarterback is Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck's out for the first six weeks of the season. Shit! So you're gonna pay. You're gonna pay a third of your, uh, nearly a third of your entire budget for your team on that one player. And T.Y. Hilton was was pretty disappointing last year. He- he had some good games. He, but. Was, he wasn't as good as Moncrief was. and Even then, minor disappointments all around. Yeah. A lot of variation on that player. But uh, before we go off on another tangent, I think we should wrap it up here. See, everybody's been thrown right. off because we've been having some short shows the past few weeks. <laughs> what is this? Two hours? Get out of here. What is this? This is what our shows normally are. We just ramble on yeah, and go we- off on tangents. We'll find a way to... You can cut this down into, like, eight little episodes. Wait, now, when I, when I truncate silence, like, uh, it cuts it down to, like, an hour. <laughs> Not that That's kind of sad. <laughs> it's not quite that bad, but... Yeah, like, on average, I, I could cut with truncating the silence. and still leaving some good pauses in there. I could cut a good 10, 20 minutes out, depending who who's talking, you know? What's going on? Yeah, at least cut out some of the ums and hmm. Uh, <laughs> e. Yep, yep, yep. So, Beard, where, where have you been these days? By the way, I, I meant to introduce Beard for the, those that don't know. Beard, a.k.a. Taylor. Beard and Hat. They know who I am. And for our new listeners, you know, got to give them some frame of reference. He's one of our regular hosts. They they know who I am. They, they know. They know. We'll just assume. But where can we find you these days? You can find me on Twitter. That's about... It at Beard and Hat till I decide to change it. Someone should make a competing mm-hmm. platform and call it Swatter just because. Nah, the two competing ones are Mines and Gab. Mines and only, Gab. Eh. Gab, I know. Mines, I don't know. Got me now. Mines is like a. Uh, Mines is more of a Tumblr type replacement. You got uh, it. You can upload video monetize that video so it's kind of shooting at YouTube as well. Okay. Yeah, it's it's like an all-in-one social media conglomerate type deal to kind of attempt to pull some of the power from bigger ones. I'm surprised all these marketing events I've been to and all the social media folks that talked to, I never heard that one come up in the conversation. That sounds pretty cool. And I love Tumblr. It's small. Oh, okay. 
Like it's it's very small. It's very it's small, so it's probably still useful then. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of how could, it works. You can have a. It almost reminds me with how like Instagram was back in the day, where you can actually have like a meaningful conversation with someone who's like a low tier celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just kind of realize, oh, they're actual people. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. Or how MySpace used to be early on. Same kind of thing. Yeah. It's always, that's, that's all, the fun part about being in a, on the ground level. Yeah. All social media starts off pretty cool and then eventually turns into Facebook. <laughs> Yay. That's the feel good story for the night. Well, I'm your Yuzilla. You can find me. What's that? Everything turns to crap eventually. Enjoy. Yay. That's the ABC after school special. The best moral you can ever get. Mm-hmm. Everything turns to crap. Yay. The more you know. Bling. So yeah, I'm Yuzilla everywhere. Uh, finally going to get my eyes on some more Xbox Live. I actually ordered uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Don't laugh at me. It was 20 bucks. How much did you pay for it? 20 bucks for the deluxe edition. Oh. You know, it come with stickers. So I was like, I'm there. I want to play it. I don't care. I'm going to play online. I'm going to play the story mode. I'm going to freaking enjoy it. Especially I'm on a sci-fi kick right now. So fuck it. I also really want to try out. I want to try out Prey. But I hear that's like a 25 plus hour game. But everything I've heard about Prey is really good. Even though it's been kind of quiet since release. It it's looks really cool. Very linear is it so once you once you go through the story that's it ah i think there's a couple there's like a couple twists at the end so there's not one ending so you just come go along for the ride right but i mean you make a couple choices throughout i mean there's it's a good action because i hear they said it's they compared it to like more bioshock less dead space is that accurate yeah it's okay. definitely more Bioshock than it is Dead Space. It's it's a good game. It's a worth it's worth playing, but it's not one of those games that you're going to turn around and replay multiple times in succession. That's it's fine. one of those things you'll play you'll play <laughs> through you'll beat and maybe you'll go back to a couple months down the road. Yeah, I'm but that not... being said, it's a game that you can go back to and play again. It's not like a one and done. Wow, I shouldn't have wasted my money type game. Yeah, and I'm not one to really revisit games. Very rarely I'll do it. Dead Space is one of the few ones of in recent times that, that would do that with the series is play the new game plus, but especially Dead Space three, I like the whole crafting thing and coming up with better weapons. You know. Uh so it's easy. Uh, I just want I kinda wanted to switch gears and I'm like, yeah, pray looks like something different. You can feel kind of a void, you know. So we shall see. I'm also Yogizilla on uh, Twitter. Hit me up, play some games, and on Battle.net, I'm Yogizilla pound seventeen twenty two, I think, something like that. So we can play some Hearthstone or whatever. And that's it. That's all I got. I think it's time to hit the hay. Got to get up early, and we yeah, still got time to spare. <laughs> it's like one o'clock in the morning. What are you doing still awake? I know, right? I I think we might have to just officially start doing these earlier, <clears throat> but then uh. I feel bad doing it too much earlier because then uh, Warchild usually can't get off work and get home by like the earliest he gets home is maybe like eleven. So we'll, we'll, we'll find the sweet spot. Maybe, maybe him and I can just start our own podcast without you. Damn, that's rough. Or 
you can, or you can just pass the torch off to us a couple times. And if we fail miserably, you can just come back and say, nah, fuck you guys. This is mine again. <laughs> yeah, I could, I thought I sent you the, 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 the broadcasting codes and the overlays and all that. We'll, we'll talk offline later. I got those. Don't worry. I just don't have time or energy to press go live. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Well, folks, thanks for joining us, and hopefully next week we'll have, uh, you know, more than a one-man show. Hopefully Beer will join us, hopefully uh, War Child, and some other folks, too. So we'll see. Cross your fingers, right? And, I'll uh, try. And also, I'll, I'll have the taint of Destiny 2 on me by then, so I apologize in advance. I, I have no willpower. How dare you? I know. I'm terrible. See you next week, folks. Bye! Bye!
Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.